He is, he is standing back there with both hands in the air praising God. <laughs> Bound to be, he couldn't be rooting that hard. We praise God that you're here. I, I am a, I'm going to give you a quick commercial, right quick. If you are not or have not planned on going to see Esther at Sight and Sound in Branson, Brother Harold will be taking a group over in June, 17th. 17th of June. If you want to go with a group, it'd be a great thing. If you just want to go on your own, it'd be a great thing. Miss Cherry and I had the opportunity to go with the students yesterday and go. You'll enjoy it. Yes, ma'am. Somebody's going to have to help me. Can one her age go? Yes, yes. It's for the whole church. It's not just for seniors. It's for everybody. And I would encourage you to go. It was absolutely wonderful, the, uh, the whole thing. So I'm not big on commercials, but I would, en I would encourage you to do that. We praise God that you're here this morning for all of our guests. Please fill out the little slip of paper there in front of you in the pew. If you have someone that you know that would like to have a visit from our evangelistic team, please fill that out so that we can get in touch with them and invite them and give them information on our church. I praise God that, uh, that God has seen fit to... Uh, Re-energize me, <laughs> I guess in a way. Uh, my, uh, I got good information on my heart. I got good information on my iron. I did the whole day yesterday, and I feel great this morning, and that's unusual. <laughs> and I praise God. And uh, I just, uh, I thank you for your prayers so much. And uh, Brother Don Evans sitting back there, he says thank you for the prayers also, as he was had a little problem. And uh, there's nothing like having a praying family. And that's what you are. You are our praying family. Yes, ma'am. All right. Boy, we prayed for him. Amen. Praise God, brother. We're glad to have you here. Well, I tell you, it has been, uh, it is wonderful to see how God works, and we praise God for that. Folks, today, I ask you, just take a moment, as I pray in a moment, just take a moment to say, Lord God, work in my life, not, not my life, Mac, your life as who you are. God, work in my life today. Allow me to receive exactly what God the Holy Spirit wants me to hear and receive today. You see, it's all about a personal relationship with God. And that's my prayer today, that every one of us, when we walk out of those doors, can say, it's been a great not only to be in the house of God, but to be in contact 
our relationship with God the Father. Will you join with me as we pray? Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name that right now, this very day, this very moment, you will speak to every heart, every life. And Father, we praise you for how you've answered prayer physically, spiritually. Lord God, we praise you for that. Now receive unto yourself our praise and our worship. And then, Lord God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, speak unto each heart. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Brother Herb? Let's all stand, please. A lot of times we start the uh, song service with a praise song. But this morning we're going to start with a prayer. Change my heart, oh God. Make me ever true. You know, he's the potter. We're just clay. Mold us to be like him this morning. Let's, if you know the words of this song, maybe even bow your heads, close your eyes. And this is a real prayer this morning to ask God to make us over more like him change my heart oh god make it ever true change my heart oh god may i be be seated and one thing we can think about every morning we rise up wake up is ask God to 
Revive us again. Let's sing this good old song. Praise the old God. We praise thee, O God, for the sight of thy love. For Jesus, who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. We praise thee, O God, for thy spirit of life, who has shown us our Savior and scattered our nights. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Four sixty-seven. Our hymn books. There shall be showers of blessing. <laughs> there shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing. Sent from the Savior above, showers of blessing, showers of blessings we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. There shall be showers of blessing, precious reviving again. Over the hills and the valleys, sound of the abundance of rain, showers of blessing, showers of blessings we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead, there shall be showers of blessing. Oh, that you Mercy drops round. 
around us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Let's stand, please. We prepare our hearts this morning for our tithes and offering. After that, uh, Laura King is going to bring us a song, a good old song I like, and you'll, you'll enjoy hearing it. Let's sing this, one of my favorite songs, As the Deer. As the deer panneth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You alone are my strength, my shield to you. Just come forward this time. I want you more than gold or silver, only you can satisfy. You alone are the real joy giver and the apple of my eye. You alone are my strength. you to join with us as we give unto the Lord his tithes and our love offerings. Join with me as we pray. Lord God, we thank you and we praise your name for this day. I thank you, Father, that you bless in such a mighty way. Now receive unto yourself these tithes and offerings. You bless them. Use them to further your kingdom. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you.
Okay, kiddos. Sit down, Robert, you can't go. <laughs> I tell you, it blesses my heart to see those kiddos get up and go to their church where they hear the word and enjoy being in God's fellowship. Well, last week... We let Paul and Silas and Timothy rest a little bit after their journey. But today we're going to pick up and we're going to make a lot of miles. We're going to cover a lot of ground. And they are at this point in time as we pick up today. They are in, uh, in Derby, Lestra. And when we get through, they're going to be in Philippi in Macedonia. So they're going to travel a tremendous amount of miles today. And also, we're going to find 
a fourth person that will join with them, and that's Luke. Luke decides that he travels with them, and he joins them in, while they're in, uh, in Derby and Lystra. Now then, this day, let's look first of all in Acts chapter 16, in verse, 50, uh, verse 1 through 5, and I'm just going to walk us through this quickly to where we are. Verses 1 through 5, they had come to, to Derby and to Lystra, and they had met Timothy there, then, and he has joined them to go with them. And while they were there, they had presented the gospel, and the church was added to tremendously. The folks were encouraged, and the church was, was increased not only in numbers, but in their faith. And folks, it's important, yeah, to get more people, but just to have folks in a building not depending on and having faith in God is really nothing more than just a social happening. We see that they were coming together and growing in faith as well as in numbers. And as they preached there, and they shared with them about what the, what the apostles and the elders had decreed while in Jerusalem. And, of course, that made the Gentiles very happy. And then Acts chapter 16 again in verse 6 and following. And we will pick up there and read. And I ask you to please uh, follow along with us. Uh, chapter 16, verse 6, and it says, Now when they had gone through fire and region of Galilee, they for were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Mycenae, they tried to go to Batania, but <clears throat> the Spirit did not permit them. So passing through Mycenae, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and a man from Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, including, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And then in verse 11, and we will try to get all the way through this today, in verse 11, it says, Therefore, sailing for Troas, as we ran a straight course to Simon, the next day came to Neapolis and from <clears throat> there to Philippi, which is the furthest most city in the part of Macedonia colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was custom <clears throat> customarily made. And we sat down and spoke with the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us, and she was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, <clears throat> who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to hear the things which Paul spoke by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my house. So she persuaded them to do so. Lord God, we thank you and we praise your name for your word. 
I thank you, Lord, that you will draw us ever closer to you. Forgive us, Father. Clear our hearts, clear our minds, forgive us of any shortcomings that we might hear the truth through the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want us to notice, first of all, whenever we make plans, God, our plans and God's plans don't always agree. They were paying when they left from Derby and from Lystra. They were planning on going to the Asia to preach the word. And it says, but the Holy Spirit would not allow them to do so. Now, you can do, they could have done one or two things. They could have just said, well, this is where we're going to preach and go and do it. And probably would have received no fruits for it. But instead, as we should also, they acknowledged what God the Holy Spirit was leading them to do, and they passed right on by. And they said, well, let's just go over to the next town, next area up here of Bithynia, and we will preach the word there. And as they traveled there and got closer, thank you, sir, I appreciate that. I have one up here, but it was not cool. Thank you. But as they traveled there, the Lord God spoken to them again and says, no, no, this isn't where I want you to preach. Thank you very much. The important thing that we must see I don't care if you're a teacher, a preacher, a parent that is witnessing to children, to your children, a grandparent witnessing to your grandchildren, or just a neighbor witnessing to those that live beside you. We must, we must seek God's direction in what we say, how we say it, and when we say it. There is a time that is led by God the Holy Spirit. Paul said, let's go over here. And the Holy Spirit said, no. Paul said, well, let's just go over here. The Holy Spirit said, no. He refused for them to preach in Asia at that point in time. He refused for them to preach in Messiah and also in Bithynia. He says, no, that's not where I want you to go. Now then, <clears throat> we see here. Now pay close attention to what the Word says. We see here that Paul obeyed. His group went to Troas. And in Troas, God spoke to him. It's important that no matter maybe how disgusted you might be or how much you want to do this or that, if God doesn't allow you to do it, you need to approach God with an open heart, an open mind, and say, okay, God, I'm going to accept the fact that you don't want me to go over there, and I'm going to sit right here until you tell me what to do. I'm going to get with you, and I'm going to stay right here. And in doing so, we see that God spoke to Paul in a great way. 
And it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and a man from Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. First of all, I want you to notice that the word says a representative from Macedonia. Now, do I, do I know that that was an a actual person from Macedonia? I, I think it was God the Holy Spirit that was speaking to him, representing the people of Macedonia. But I want you to notice what he says. Come to Macedonia and help us. No restrictions. Didn't say you come to Macedonia and preach. He didn't say you come to Macedonia and heal the sick. He didn't say you come to Macedonia and we'll praise God that you came. He says you come to Macedonia and help us. In other words, I'm opening the door to the moving of God the Holy Spirit in whatever way God the Holy Spirit wants to move. And folks, when we get with God and we say, God, we want to serve you, we need to leave that door open. And if God wants us to preach, great. Sing, great. Teach, great. Witness, great. Sit down and shut up, great. Now that's part of it because God sometimes tells us just to wait. Just wait. And the vision of the man from Macedonia requested, Paul, come and help us. I'm throwing the door open. You come under the leadership of God the Holy Spirit and you do what God leads you to do. Now Paul's response is the exact response that all of us should have. And it said, Now after seeing the vision, immediately we sought to go unto Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. In other words, they didn't have to have a committee meeting. They didn't have to go and, and ask, uh, well, you know, I... Uh, you know, one of the by things that, that we as preachers do. Well, let me pray about it. Hey, folks, if God's calling you to do something, you don't need to pray about it. You just need to go do it. I mean, that's all there is to it. I guarantee you, I, uh, Brother Terry's out today, but Bill's over there, so I'm going to pick on him. I guarantee you, and George is back there, either one of them. If I were to say, hey, guys, Y'all want to preach next Sunday? Neither one of them would say, Well, Brother Mac, let us pray about it and see. You know why they don't have to? Because they are men of God. Now, they may pray about what they're going to preach and what they're going to say, but they don't have to pray about, Well, does God want me to preach? He's already called them to do that. And that's just what Paul is saying. He says, Hey, I know that he's called us to go and preach. Let's get it together and get on about it. And folks, that's what we need to do. We need to be busy about God's work. Now, I'm not saying we don't need to pray about God's leadership, but as far as about serving Him, we don't have to pray about whether we serve Him or not. 
God has called us to serve him as his children, as his family, as a born-again believer, you are automatically, instantaneously a witness for Jesus Christ when you're saved. You say, well, I'm not a preacher and I'm not a teacher. I can't speak. I don't know the Bible. I don't know the Scripture. If you're truly saved, you have a testimony. If you're truly saved, you have a testimony. That testimony may be simple. It may be, Lord God, I, I knew I was a sinner, and I asked God to forgive, me, to forgive me, and lo and behold, he forgave me, and I'm saved. What a testimony. That testimony lasts throughout all eternity. What a testimony. And the word says, now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go, to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel. Therefore, because we know he called us, because we know what we're going to do, they sailed from Troas, a straight course to Salsus, and then the next day they came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi. Folks, they traveled a bunch of miles real quick for that day and time. But they didn't walk. They went by ship. And they sailed. Now I wonder, and this is Mac Mills' thought, okay? I cannot imagine them being on that ship and sailing for those days and not sharing the Word of God. I bet you everybody that's on that ship heard about Jesus. Whether they were a a sailor or a, a, a passenger or what I would venture to guess, they heard about Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being on a ship? And these, I mean, this wasn't a, a cruise ship, okay? This wasn't like what we think about ships today. But can you imagine being on a ship with Paul, Silas, Timothy, and Luke? You think you're not going to hear about Jesus? I'm telling you, everybody that was on that ship heard about Jesus in one way or another. And it shouldn't be any different if it's you and I are there. It shouldn't be any different whatsoever. And they made that trip. I don't know for sure how long it took. It doesn't say. But they made the trip, and when they got to Philippi, they kicked back sat in the shade, drank soda pop, and rested. Well, maybe that's what it says in your Bible, but that's not what it says in mine. And it says, and from there to Philippi, which was the furthest most city in Macedonia, a colony, and we stayed in the city for some days preaching the word, sharing the gospel. And on the Sabbath day, they didn't go to the synagogue. In fact, it doesn't even say for sure at that point in time there was a synagogue there. Because it says according to their custom. Where they prayed. And that's where they went. And it says in... <clears throat> 
And on the Sabbath day, they went out of the city unto the riverside where prayers were customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Saddens my heart as I read that that it doesn't say there was a man there. Not the fact that there had to be a man there in order to study the word, but the fact that there was no men there in prayer. I praise God for the men in this church that come together on Sundays and Wednesdays and everything, all the time to pray. Praise God for praying women too. I'm not leaving you out. But I praise God for the men. They come to my office on Sunday morning before I come out here and pray with me and ask God to bless me, use me, and bless you with the word. And it says... They went to the riverside where prayer was customary and they sat down and they spoke with the women who were there. Now God saw fit to point out one Pacific lady for a couple of reasons. First of all, it gave her name, Lydia. Second of all, it says where she was from, from Thyatira. And thirdly, it says, and she was a seller of purple. One that sold purple was a business person, was a person that was very, very accomplished in their profession. Not everyone sold purple. This was a special material that only royalty wore. She sold purple. She was one that provided the material for the royalty. And it says, and she was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshiped God. There's something else about her. She worshiped God. She acknowledged God in her life. Now then, it doesn't say that she knew the gospel. It doesn't say that she knew Jesus. In fact, we would think, as we read on, she did not. But she worshipped God. She knew there was a God. And she worshipped him. And then he says, The Lord opened her heart. How many times do we pray, Lord God, open the hearts of the folks in the congregation. Open their hearts so that they can receive the word. You've heard me say more times than not, it's not important that you truly hear what I say. What's really important is that you hear what God says to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Dr. Manley Beasley used to say years ago, you know what a preacher's for? A preacher's to hold your attention with the truth of God long enough for God the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. It's not about us, it's all about God speaking to you. 
And here we find, as she came, God spoke to her heart as Paul and the others were sharing the gospel. And a certain woman named Lydia heard us, and she came, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, and worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things that Paul was preaching. The gospel. Folks, the world has a tendency to turn that off. The world doesn't particularly want to hear about Jesus. They want to hear about all kinds of fancy ways that we can get ahead and gain and grow and, and multiply our income and all this stuff and have a, a, a carefree life. But they really don't want to hear about Jesus. The only ones that really want to hear about Jesus are the ones that are tuned in with God. And God the Holy Spirit speaks to their heart. And God the Holy Spirit opens their heart and their mind. And as God did with Lydia right here, he opened her heart and she heeded, she heard, she received, she accepted the things that Paul was preaching about Jesus. You see, you can hear it all day, but you have to receive it. You have to accept it. And you have to believe it in faith. What's being said? The word says, and she heard it, and she heard it, and she believed it. And when she and her household were baptized, her whole house believed in Jesus Christ. Her whole house heard very likely, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you go over to J. Frank's house, he has all of his children and grandchildren and so forth there. And they're all going, yep, 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 about this, that, and there's something else. But all at once, J. Frank stands up <coughs> and starts to speak. The yep, 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 yep. Quietens. Because they respect what he's going to say. Regardless of what it is. And that's the way it was, I believe, in the house of Lydia. They may have all been yep, 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 yep. Until Lydia came and said, listen, let me tell you what I learned today. And they got quiet. And they listened. And they received the power of God and the forgiveness of sin. And they were saved. Folks, you have that ability to share the truth of God with those that respect you. It may not even be in your own family, but there are those that look up to you somewhere, sometime, and you have that opportunity to share the truth of the gospel. It may be on your job. It may be when you play. My, my, I can't, I can't tell you the number of people. Years and years ago, I had a little yellow boat. Little yellow boat with orange seats in it. I fished in that thing. And you don't know 
and I can't tell you because I don't really know myself, the number of men that heard the gospel while they were in that little yellow boat out in the middle of the lake. Folks, I had a captured audience. (laughs) None of them could walk on water. But there was a number of them that heard the truth. And the live well for that little boat was right in the center. And there was a number of them that knelt right there at that live well, bowed their heads, and asked Jesus into their hearts. Not because of me, but because they heard the testimony and they had God the Holy Spirit that quickened their hearts and they were saved. I believe Lydia went home, shared with her family what she had heard, what she believed, what had happened in her life, and her whole family accepted Jesus Christ because they respected her and they listened where the Holy Spirit could speak to them too. The whole family was saved. And then they were obedient, the Word says, and they were all baptized. They followed the Lord in scriptural baptism, and, and I uh, no, I never baptized anybody out of my little yellow boat. But I baptized a bunch of them in the river, a few in a swimming pool, all over the world, including the Amazon River. And you know what? Every one of them that was baptized acknowledged Jesus Christ first as Lord and Savior. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you judge me, as being faithful to the Lord. In other words, if you truly believe I meant what I've just done, if you truly believe that I have made a profession of faith, if you truly believe that I acknowledge God as my Lord and Savior, then I ask you, come to my house and stay. And it says, so she persuaded us to do so. You know, it's not hard to go and stay and be around folks when they know Jesus is Lord and Savior. She says, hey, if you truly believe that I trusted God as Lord and Savior, won't you come and stay at my house? Well, we'll see that they stayed and they preached and shared the word. But can you imagine how great it would be to share the testimony to your family, to your friends, and see them acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and be obedient even unto baptism. You see, baptism didn't save them. Baptism is just an act of obedience. 
this morning, I would say, if you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, if you never ask him into your heart, no, I'm not Paul, I'm not Silas, nor Timothy, nor Luke. But I'm talking about the same Savior they were talking about. And this morning, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, this morning, if you don't know that you know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven, I invite you to hear what God the Holy Spirit has said in saying to your heart. And you say, Lord God, save me. I confess unto you that I am a sinner. I confess unto you that I need you as my Lord and Savior. And in faith, I trust you. You see, that's what Lydia did. That's what our whole household did. And that's what you can do today if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So I invite you to come. Come unto the Lord Jesus today and join with Lydia and her family and spend eternity with Christ Jesus in heaven. You see, it's up to you. It's a choice you have to make. It's a choice that Lydia, standing out beside the river, she made it. Won't you make that choice today? You say, well, Brother Mac, I, I know Jesus, his Savior. And I say, praise God. Praise God. But I've never followed him in scriptural baptism. And it said, and her, her and her whole household were baptized. They were obedient under the word. Did it get them any more saved? No. No. It just got them in a place of being obedient unto Christ. Unto God. If you've never been baptized today, you can come and say, Lord God, I want to be obedient. I just want to be obedient unto you. And you come and be baptized. The word says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together in the house of God. When you're a member of the family of God, you need to be a part of a local church. You need to be a part of those that will lift you up. Those that will pray for you. Those that will love you. You know, I, there's some of you that know more about me than what I'm real proud that you know. But you love me anyway, and I appreciate that because you're a brother and sister in Christ. You need to be a part of the body. You need to join the church and serve God. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to be obedient even as Paul 
Silas, Timothy, and Luke were, as the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, go all the way to Philippi. And then spoke to Lydia and her household. And they come to know Jesus and obeyed him in scriptural baptism. You can do that same thing this morning. If you just turn it over to God. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name. that you bless us in such a mighty, mighty way. I thank you, Lord God, for the truth of the word. I thank you, Lord God, that you will touch the hearts that need to receive the truth today. And Lord God, they'll make that decision. They'll, they'll step out in faith. And they'll acknowledge you as Savior. Thank you for the truth of your word. Now, Father, we pray for the loosening of God the Holy Spirit within each and every heart. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Would you stand with us? Brother Harold? This is your opportunity. You come on. Don't wait. Don't tarry. He who bore your load of sin has Come on to the Lord right now. Sinner, will you let him in? Room for Jesus, King of glory. Hasten now his word obey. Pleasure room for business, but for Christ the crucified, not a place that he can enter in the heart for which he died. Room for Jesus, King of Praise God for each one of you being here. I want to remind you of our Annie Armstrong offering. There's envelopes in the pew in front of you. You take one, pray about it, see what God would have you do, and just drop it in the offering plate. That all goes to our North American Mission Board used right here in the United States. Uh, Miss Cherry, do you have an announcement you need to make this morning, hon? He's coming down from right here with the mic. Ladies, next Saturday is when we have our, our ladies' luncheon. It seems like it kind of sneaks up on us when we don't have the uh, announcements at 
first of church, but this is the last day for you to pay your way and to give your envelope with your name on it and your money in it to one of our members. Uh, we've got quite a few that have signed up, but we haven't gotten a whole lot of money. And I'm telling you, we can't turn your name in until you pay. And if you don't, all those wonderful, wonderful door prizes, we're going to get it. <laughs> our ladies will be in that. So be sure and give your your uh, fee of $15 plus a saving grace that you'll bring to the, the uh, uh, luncheon to... Um, Cindy, and if, if she you can't get to her, then give it to one of the other members. But we look forward to having you there. We're going to have a great time. Thank you. Brother Harold, do you have anything you need to say? Yeah, Glory Bound Seniors, day after tomorrow, Tuesday, um, we are going to Lambert's Cafe, so uh, be ready to catch some rows. <laughs> what time? Um, but uh, be here, please, at the church between uh, 8.30 and quarter till 9. We're going to leave right at 9 o'clock. They said if you get there, you know, 11, 11.30 is a good time to, to get there. So uh, today's the last day to sign up. It's back there on the table. And see you then. Brother Bill? Just wanted to remind the men that this Tuesday night uh, we'll be have starting a men's study. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah and the name of the study is Overcomer. Uh, if you plan on attending there's a sign-up sheet back there if you're not for sure you can still show up tuesday at no extra cost <laughs> it'll still still be the uh the same cost i want to encourage you all to uh to do that and to what max said these little cards in the song holder whatever you call the thing the little purple grayish um we all know somebody that's lost. We look at the back of the Wednesday night prayer sheet. We see all these that we, re we pray for for salvation. Um, if you would just put their name down and to address the evangelism committee, will be sure to go and share the gospel with them. And as Max said, sometimes it takes somebody else. That's right. To go there to share it and that they'll heed and that they'll heed to it and listen to it. So I want to encourage y'all to do that. Thank you, Brother Bill. Any other announcements anywhere other than choir practice this afternoon at four o'clock? Please right here. Uh, just a reminder, right quickly. Easter morning. Easter morning. That's April the ninth. We will not have Sunday school. We'll have a worship service right here at 9.30. Then it'll let you slip out of here, go get a cup of coffee, a donut, or whatever, unless you're in the choir. And then come back. <laughs> the choir just went down right quick, Laura, right there. And then we'll meet reconvenient back here at 11, and we'll have the cantata, okay? Preaching, worship time. 9.30, cantata 11, okay? So be sure, be here, be a part of that. Any other announcements? Yes, Miss Nancy, I'm sorry, hon.
Thank you, Nancy. Be sure and get signed up for Wednesday evening meals. We have a good time in eating and a good time in fellowship and a good time in Bible study, for sure. So we and the ladies are having a great time in their ladies' Bible study. And gals, don't forget, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday afternoon, Bible studies for ladies. So don't forget those, for sure. Any other word, anywhere? Brother, would you pray us out of here tonight or this morning? Thank you. Amen.